Hebrews, book of Hebrews chapter nine, verse 22. I just feel like God has a word for us right here. I mean, a lot of things, as you can see in the announcements coming up and uh, get ready for it, get ready. Summer's about over and I know people are again out of town uh, and so we encourage that everybody needs to get out of Dodge uh, every once in a while. But uh, it's just good things, good things coming up. Amen. Hebrews chapter 9, verse number 22. Amen. If you want to put that up there whenever you get, there we go, right here. If you have your Bible, if you want to follow along, or just look right up here. And again, it's glad to, it's glad to have you here with us. And uh, maybe you can take something out of here uh, when you leave. Amen. Hebrews 9, 22. And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. Everybody say blood. And without shedding of blood is no remission of sins. Amen. Without shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. I'd like to preach to you about the power in the blood. The power in the blood. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Look over and smile at a couple people, then you can be seated. Hallelujah. Bless you. Amen. I'll try not to bore you, but this is one, one more powerful subject. I probably cannot do it justice. Amen. Hallelujah. The priest in the Old Testament, according to the scripture here, of course, it's just a, it's a confirmation. We knew this, but the New Testament scripture confirms this. The Old Testament priest sprinkled almost everything with blood almost everything. They had complete confidence in the power of the blood to do what? To cleanse and to protect. This, this, this sacrifice thing, the killing of the lambs and the rams and even down to the turtle doves and the bull, all of this stuff, they, it had to be clean. It had to be washed. It, it wasn't just a dirty situation. It had to be clean. But blood had to be a part of it and was a part of it. The blood was the key to remission and pardon and even liberty. So we had to get this part, this blood. You know, it was probably back... Uh, you know, many, many years ago, probably in the, 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 the turn of the 19th, 18th, 19th century, I guess it was, uh, that, that religious people began to have a big problem with blood. Blood was too gory. It was just too nasty. And you just don't want to mess with blood. But it's too bloody. And so they began to take the songs about blood. You know, we sing, there's power in the blood. We sing that. There's a reason for that because the Bible teaches that. Amen. And so so people, many people, they don't say much about it now. You don't hear much about it. But a lot of folks don't want too much to do with this blood. Sounds just like the enemy to try to take the most powerful thing. Amen away from us and out of our services and out of our songs. Just want to, if you'll just pardon me for a little while today, amen. I want to just talk about this thing. I hope it don't set too wrong with you here, amen. But 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 this is, a, this blood was, was key, all right? Luke 24 and 47, Jesus said this, repentance 
and that reaping. Now, he was giving instructions to his disciples before Pentecost. He had already been crucified, but he was instructing them some last-minute instructions, and he said, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Where did Pentecost happen? In Jerusalem. Amen. In an upper room, but he told them what to preach. Luke recorded these words of Jesus, and Luke was a physician. And the medical concept of remission meant then what it still means. It means the same thing now. If someone with a malignancy or disease in their body experiences a significant improvement in their condition, they are said to be in remission. Amen. It means that the disease process has been arrested or it's in retreat now. My doctor told me, said it looks like your cancer is asleep. So that would be another word for remission. They tell me though that a closer study to that word, just throw this in here and then I'll move on with my thought, that, that a better word for remission is just forgiveness. If you really study the, 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 the Greek in here, they said actually we've been using it, which is a good word, remission to put your sins to sleep, to put them out of commission, to shut them down. Hey, that's good enough, but, the, but if you really study it closely, it means forgiveness, which is even more powerful than remission. Amen. The blood of the lamb forces the works of the flesh into remission. Hallelujah. I like that part of it. I, I, listen, I don't want to do away with the blood. I want to try to set the blood aside. I want to talk about it. Anything that will put sin in remission. The Lord said to Israel in Leviticus, in Leviticus 17 and 11, he said, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. My goodness, it gets stronger and gets more powerful and more needful. Amen. The word atonement means covering. You need to be covered. Amen. The blood does more than simply deliver us from sin. Its power covers and protects us from sin. I need to get an amen right here. Sin is not in authority. Sin does not have power over you. Not unless you believe I'll try it again. Maybe I accidentally pre pushed it. I don't know. I, I was about to say there's a PA demon in the house again. Hallelujah. I, I hope we can learn. Here's the whole point. I don't want to do just a history lesson here. Amen. But I, I hope we can learn how to release personally, how to release the power of the blood in our lives. This, this is what the whole thought and the whole purpose of this. Otherwise, this will just be another sermon. Amen. We are facing days, I believe this with all my heart, days of unparalleled darkness in this country. If you don't believe it, just read the news and watch the news. The lawmakers are passing laws on a regular basis that are destroying the very foundation that we stand on. Anything religious, anything godly, anything spiritual, amen, they are working really, really hard against that. Amen. Two people of the same sex can legally get married now in our country, and I don't believe that that's possible, but it is our law. Amen. It takes a man and a woman 
to do. Now there can be a union. There can be a union, and nobody's, you know, you know, bothering that. But they, we have to change the definition of what a marriage is. That's been the same thing for thousands of years, but we change that now, where two people of the same sex can be married, or at least call it a marriage, amen. You can curse and use God's name just about anywhere you want now, amen, and it's okay, amen. You can do it in our public schools, but you're not allowed to pray. You think there's not a spirit or an attitude that's against the church than the people who pray? Underage girls can get an abortion without notifying her parents, but she can't take an aspirin without having a doctor's permission. Is something wrong with this? Is something messed up here? Oh, the dentist. Just throw this out just to kind of get our mind here. Remember the dentist that killed the lion in Africa? He paid thousands of dollars. He went and got license and permits and, and he killed this, supposedly the, the wrong one. He killed this famous African lion over there and, and then, then got all this negative media. Listen, I'm not against people going and killing animals and, and I'm, not, I'm not for that, but just, just think about my point here. It got all all kinds of media attention. Millions were angry and upset over this. I saw all kinds of comments and demonstrations over the death of this lion. I wonder just how many hundreds of little babies were destroyed in their mother's womb without a word of protest. Are, are we protesting the wrong thing? Are we upset about the wrong? I think it's the trick of the enemy to get us over here and take away what he's really doing over here. Yeah. Hallelujah. God, someone said this once, if God doesn't send his judgment on this country, amen, he'll have to call Solomon Gomorrah back up from the dead and apologize to them. We think we're gonna slip by by killing, you know, little, in listen, how innocent. You know, listen, I think I was telling Brother JD, we were talking about it, you know, and I, I, you know, I have to not watch the news. I have to just stop watching it because now I'm not for killing animals or harm, and my mom would beat me half to death if she, if she saw me, you know, pull a cricket's leg off or something or, you know, like, hey, you can't torm, you know, she was a typical, Mom, and so you don't, you don't, talk, you don't kill something. Just kill it and don't make it suffer. And and but but the news can come on in Baltimore. Somebody somebody can torment a dog or punish a dog or hurt a, an animal of some sort, which is bad. I understand that, but it gets more attention. More every day it'll come on, Brother Ruck. Every night, and which is horrible. But I'm wondering how many people got shot, how many kids got abused. How many people got knifed and raped and mugged? And it, you know, it might make news and it may not, but the animal is top shelf. Is that good? No, that's not good at all. Amen. We're not promoting that. We're just saying, I think we're off track just a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. In Exodus 8, chapter 8, verse 23, the plague of the flies. was on Egypt. And Moses again had asked Pharaoh to let the people go. God said in verse 23, he said, and I will put a division between my people and thy people. Tomorrow shall this sign be. Now, I, you know, 
the New King James Version says, I will make a difference. I like to look at these different translations in different versions. I'll make a difference instead of a division. But the Hebrew, love this, the Hebrew of that scripture reads, I will put redemption between my people and thy people. Listen, when you get the blood added to your life, this is why it's easy to have a revelation and have a word for you, Brother Bobby. Amen. When you obey the scripture, amen, and get in the waters of baptism, we all have our ideas, but I believe that's where the blood is applied. That's why the enemy fights it so hard. That's why religious society will discount its value. Oh, yeah, you don't have to. Oh, it'd be nice if you, but you don't have to. Really? It, the enemy is using even religious people to keep you from having the blood, the most powerful thing you can have added to your Christian walk to keep from doing that. So what he just so he just discounts the value. Amen. So he does not want you to get in the waters of baptism. He does not want the preacher to say, I baptize you in the name that is above every name. At that name, every tongue shall confess, every knee shall bow. Amen. He doesn't want that, all right? Because that's what will happen if we do it. Hallelujah. Power of the blood. Amen. It preempts and protects us from the plague of the devil. Amen. That's why the enemy fights it so hard. Oh, it'd be nice, but you don't really have to really. Show me a scripture where one person in the Bible said, but you really don't have to do that. Why would they keep telling you to do it and then turn around and say, well, but really it's not important. You really don't have to do it. All that that's in there is needed. All, all that's needed. That's why we keep reading about it. Hallelujah. Speaking of putting this knowledge to use as a tool or weapon, in the old days, in the old time, and I, of course, I, it was the 60s, early 60s when I prayed through and, and uh, when actually it was the prayer meeting. It was just, and it turned into church and, and the preacher preached, and, but a lot of times they didn't get to preach and we just prayed and Holy Ghost moved. But, uh, but uh, you know, people would release the blood. They would, uh, you know, they would, the old time Pentecostals, they, I remember we had old times back. In fact, my wife's grandmother was in that group and, and I remember even back then she had had the Holy Ghost 50 years. I couldn't even imagine that. She had had the Holy Ghost 50 years in the early part of the 60s. And so, but they would, what they would do, they would plead the blood over situations. Somehow, I don't know if they could understand it or explain it, but they knew that it worked. They knew that it was something powerful. And so they probably didn't know the Greek and the Hebrew, and, but, but, but they, they had prayed enough that there was a revelation about that blood that was shed on Calvary. It was the blood of the precious Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Someone could possess, be possessed with an evil spirit or seriously sick and folks would plead the blood of Jesus over the situation and healing would take place and demons would be driven out. Amen. Because somebody knew how, amen, to get that thing going with the blood. Talk about the blood. I remember waking up in the middle of the night, and this is in my, the back of my mind, and I used to travel quite a bit when we first got here, and I would travel across the district, western Maryland, southern Maryland, and sometimes my wife, our kids were small, and she had to stay home, 
I'd come in in the middle of the night and I'd climb into bed and they would all be asleep and I would be maybe drop off to sleep and then I would feel that spirit of fear. I don't know how to describe it, but I knew what it was. It certainly was. When God's spirit comes in, it's a good spirit. It's a sweet spirit. It's everything's gonna be all right spirit. But when the enemy comes in, Amen. There is a spirit, a spirit of fear. Listen, fear will immobilize you. It will paralyze you. You ever been? You ever heard somebody make the statement, "I was scared stiff." That's what happens when the spirit. That's why I wouldn't go to a horror movie. Whether it's of the devil or not, it's motivated and it opens you up where enemies can come in and do things. People wonder why. Maybe they got demonic activity around their house. It may be that they plug in every kind of thing and just pipe it in there. You're opening a door wide open. It's like the people that asked me to come pray for the house and pray demons out. Can you do that? I said, yes, I can, but I won't. He said, well, why? I said, why would I pray them out? You got every door and every window in your house open for them to come right back in. I could get them out. When you name the name of Jesus, you speak about the blood and you take authority over it. The, the enemy has no choice. He has to go. But if you, if you keep cussing, and keep pornography piped in there and every other possible thing you can do that the world does, why would I waste my time doing that? You won't change your lifestyle, you won't act right, you won't come to church half of the time, so no, I won't. Is that being too mean? (laughs) Listen, but I want us to learn how to use this now, I'm not, I'm not telling us to just say the words or repeat the rhetoric. Amen, I plead the blood. I, it, it, see, it's believing something happens when you say it. Oh, it's the blood. It's the authority. It's the power. Hallelujah. Now I'm gonna say it. Somebody say, I plead the blood. Amen. But I remember in that house, amen, though, that enemy would wake me up and I recognized his spirit, a chill up down, up and down my spine. I didn't have to watch a movie to get that. I didn't have to cuss or do anything. I just, there it was. I remember walking in every room almost of our, in our bedroom. Our children was asleep. They didn't know he was there, but I knew he was there. And I would say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I plead your blood over my children, amen. You have no right to be in here. I don't know how you slipped in here and how you got, hey, but I know who you are, amen. I have a name that's above every name that I'm releasing right now. You get out of my house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you folks, God has equipped his wonderful people with the weapons and the tools to take care of the enemy on the spot. When you name that name that's above every name. In fact, the Bible said whatever you do in word or deed, not just baptism, but all kind of deeds. He said, do it in the name of Jesus. Amen, powerful name. And that's who shed the blood for us. It's the body of the Father, amen. 
housed. Amen. God Almighty was housed. That's why he said, when you see me, Philip, you see the Father. You don't have to keep looking around for the Father. Everything is right there. Amen. Revelation 11, 8. Amen. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street. They're gonna throw us a curve right here, right now. Amen. Lie in the street of the great city, which spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt, where also our Lord was crucified. Kind of threw me off there just a little bit when I read that. Let me read that again. And their dead bodies. This is revelation now. This is this end time. This one serious things. Listen, the Middle East is all lined up right now. It is, it, is, it is so messed up. They're killing each other. They're beheading people. Hey, and our, listen, our, let me just throw this in. Our uh, politically correct society, some of the politicians I won't name, somebody said, well, we don't like the tone. <laughs> I don't know what you think about Donald Trump. I, I don't even know what I think about him. Amen. But he did bring out a good point. He did bring out a good, he said, there were, because he is pretty, you know, straightforward with things and he's like, he's messing up Washington. He said, they're talking, he said, they're killing, they're beheading people in other countries. They're pillaging, they're destroying, they're blowing up things. And he said, and, and they're worried about the tone I think that's where we are, amen. We're like worried about status quo and what's people gonna think, hallelujah. Amen, watch this right here. And their dead bodies shall lie in the street of the great city which spiritually is called, now notice that little part there is gonna help us out. Spiritually is called Sodom and Egypt where also our Lord was crucified. Now, to make a long story short, we know that our Lord was not crucified in Egypt or Sodom, so, so was this a translation error or was this a mistake in scripture and somebody says, no, no. When Jesus, this is gonna be good for us right here. When Jesus died on Calvary, the power of the blood flowed all the way back to the first Passover, and guess where it took place? In Egypt. And what was the situation? God's people were in bondage. Hallelujah, amen. The first Passover lamb, which represented Jesus Christ, he was slain in Egypt. And you know what, amen, that blood planted a cross right in the middle of everything that ancient Egypt represents. That's the nature of what we're preaching about, of what this power can do. Hallelujah. I want you to get just a little bit of glimpse of it. Amen. The blood then, after getting down all the way down and back in Egypt, the blood then looked at the depth of sin and couldn't find a lower place than Sodom to flow to. And he said, I'll just plant a cross even in that cursed place of iniquity. He said, you know, here's what God's saying. God is saying to us today, amen, take the limits off of the atoning blood. Could you just stop, you know, putting limits on God? Well, I just don't know if this marriage can work. I don't know if God can take care of this sickness or this disease. I don't know if so-and-so could ever be a Christian. Could you stop that? There's power in the blood. There's enough power. 
I'll go to the New Testament and I'll show you here to make a long story short. The Apostle Paul named virtually everything in the catalog of sin in his letter to the Corinthians, in 1 Corinthians 6. Amen. If we start at verse 9, watch what he said. He named it all. Neither fornicators, this makes us uncomfortable, nor adulterers, nor idolaters rather, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves. Is that clear enough for you? Probably not politically correct, but it is in the Bible. Nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Say, you ain't going there. You're not going. What is the kingdom of God? Paul said it's not meat and drink. In other words, it's not fleshly things, carnal things, but he said it's peace, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's what the kingdom is. In fact, we have the kingdom right here. We have the kingdom right here when we receive his power through the Holy Ghost. Verse 10, he said, and this is when it gets really, really good. It names these things and makes us all uncomfortable. In verse 10, now he's writing to a church that already had the Holy Ghost. He's, he's writing to the Corinthian church in Corinth and they, they were baptized in Jesus' name and they were speaking in tongues. In fact, he had to write and regulate tongues and try to tell them, hey, wait a minute, you're just speaking in tongues so much and, and you don't have to kind of put it. He didn't ever said stop. He said, I speak with tongues more than all of you. He said, forbid not to speak with tongues. He clarified that really good, but they were just going nuts because they had the Holy Ghost, amen. But, but, but I love this part right here, you know, the church folks. He said, and such were some of you after naming all of those things, all of those sins that were not going to inherit the kingdom of God, and such were some of you, watch this, but ye were washed but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. That makes, we can take a deep breath. That makes us feel a lot better. The message was simple. You were all of these things, but you have been washed in the blood of a spotless lamb of God. You have been set apart. You have been made right with God. I couldn't do this. There's nobody that doesn't get stirred up every once in a while. Maybe in the silence and the quiet of the night, amen, you get to thinking about this almighty God that spoke all of this into existence, amen, and he still keeps this in the palm of his hand, Amen, and sure, we get stirred and get, but how do we get right? Well, hey, it's the blood of the lamb that's applied to us. It's some preacher preaches or somebody reads the word of the Lord or speaks the word over you, amen, and you are filled and you accept that from the Lord. Praise the Lord, maybe I can get through this. I said, let me put this powerful weapon in our hands today. You don't have to settle for less. You don't have to take everything that comes down the pike. You don't have to be scared of the enemy and afraid of what's gonna happen tomorrow or when you get out of sight of the church. No, God is in control and he'll put you in charge and put you in control of the situation. Amen. He said, if I be for you, who can be against you? Hallelujah. Sister Melissa, we need to get close because I, I, I want to I close up here pretty quick. According to Leviticus, and I just want to sum all this up, I got about six things here. Amen. I want to just, you can get this, and you're, you're, you're an intelligent bunch, and I don't have to just reiterate and go over this. Amen. According to Leviticus 17 and 11, he said, it is the blood 
that makes atonement. So without the blood, just like he said in the New Testament, without the blood, there's the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Or there's no, we could use that other word, there's no forgiveness. Somebody, of course, we know that that was a type of Jesus Christ coming and he did shed blood. We just need to learn how to tap into it. Number two, it is the blood that causes judgment, death, and all kinds of trouble to, to what? To pass over us. Listen, there's things coming down the pike. There's trouble ahead of us. We can all witness that because we see some trouble behind us. But that's what the lamb, the Passover lamb did. He said, the Lord said to Moses, tell them you put blood of an innocent lamb, you put it on the lintel and the doorpost, and he said, tonight at a certain time, that death angel, the destroyer, he's gonna pass over Egypt. Now, if he sees the blood, it started way back. It didn't just start yesterday. He said he sees the blood. The blood's what's gonna make the difference. Make the difference. He's gonna just pass over. Did that mean everybody was perfect and right and holy? And no, that meant they had the blood applied. Hallelujah! Now I want to do right. I want to do better than I've been doing. I need God's help every day. Amen. But it's not my being perfect. And having everything all lined up, that's gonna, it's not my works, but it's the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. Amen. So if we've got the blood applied, he's gonna pass over. The imperfections, amen, things that are not right, judgment, trouble. Number three, the blood ended our bondage. And he's continually leading us to a better place. He's drawing us close to him. And then number four, Hebrews 10. I'm going to just sum it up here. Hebrews 10 and 19 tells us that by the blood, we have boldness to enter the holy of holies. Having therefore, brethren, boldness. What does that mean? That means we can come close to God. We can move in his power and his strength. That's what the high priest did. Amen. But but Peter called us priests. Why don't we stand together right now? Number five, First John 1 and 7. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us from all sin. Oh, I thought faith did. Well, it is faith. But it's faith that Jesus shed his blood. There's a stream of blood that flows from Calvary 2,000 years ago right in the middle of the mess that we're in. Hallelujah. Revelation 12, number six, my last one. Revelation 12 and 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Didn't leave out the blood. Listen, it's all over the Bible. How can we leave that out? Uh, listen, we're not. We, we just need to learn how to pick up that tool or that weapon that God has left us here. How do you do that? We learn how to speak it. You know, people learn whole, they go through a whole class of learning how to speak positive, you know, and positive thinking and get a, no, 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 no. Just learn how to speak about the blood 
and then believe that something is taking place in the spiritual realm when you do speak it. Oh, I'm weak. I'm undone. I'm not capable. I don't have the power, amen, to do this or that, amen. But, but I'm gonna speak the name of Jesus, amen. By his blood, he covers us, he protects us, he forgives us. I drive out the spirit of the enemy. What I'm doing right now, that's what you do. I'm speaking this in my house. I take authority, amen, because of the blood of the lamb that was shed on Calvary, amen. Our organization was started in about 1940, I think in 1945, but I looked on back a little further. I thought about a man named G.T. Haywood. He was, a, he was an African-American uh, man, but in the early 20s, uh, right after World War I, uh, G.T. Haywood got a revelation of God in Christ. The, the, I have to say this right, the mighty God in Christ Jesus. That key of F hit that real hard. Let me see it. And he penned a song and he said, I see a crimson stream of blood that flows from Calvary. Which reached the throne of God are sweeping over me. I see a crimson stream of blood that flows from Cal. It's waves which reach the throne of God are sweeping over me. I'm asking God to give us a revelation, amen, of the power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Let it wash over us. Let it cleanse us. Let it drive the enemy out. Amen. This altar is open right now. If you've never received the baptism of the Spirit, come experience it right now. Experience God. Amen. Take somebody with you. Amen. And let's come and let's ask for a revelation of his power. sweeping over me. A crimson stream of blood that flows from Calvary. Its waves which reach the throne of God are sweeping over me. A crimson stream of blood Oh, it flows from Calvary Its waves which 
reach the throne of God. Our sweeping over me. I believe his blood, the revelation of his power, his authority, his strength that every one of us need on a daily basis. Things that you feel like can't be patched up, amen, can't be delivered of, can't be done. That, my friend, is when the blood comes into play. Those things that you've given up on, it just won't work, it's just not happening the blood of Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I really believe this. Amen. I I just kind of feel like those right here, you wouldn't wave your hand and you wouldn't advertise it but, but you've kind of given up on it. Oh, well, this is who I am. This is the way I am. I've prayed before and nothing happened. I believed before and nothing happened. I've been to the altar and nothing really changed. Amen. You need the blood of Jesus. You need a revelation of just how powerful. Listen, he's more powerful than a sermon, more powerful than a beautiful song. Amen. He's more powerful than any drug. Amen. That overpowering this country and this nation. Amen. There is nothing impossible to those who believe. If I could just get a few folks to grab a hold of this right now, nothing can stop me. My family's gonna be saved. Amen, there's gonna be a break. Amen, there's gonna be a change. We're gonna break out of this, not because of we have power, amen, but because we are trusting in the power of the blood. Hallelujah. Amen, can we just receive this together right now? Whoever you are, wherever you are in this room, in the name of Jesus, God, just let the revelation, let the understanding, amen, of this great power and this authority, in the name of Jesus, let it come upon us, let it come into our hearts and our spirits, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you right now, God, in Jesus' name, we ask it in faith, we believe you, we speak it right now. Let the power of the Holy Ghost Just let it move on and in every heart, every soul. Let there be an outpouring in the name of Jesus. Another Pentecost in Jesus' name. We just simply believe you and we thank you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Sounds pretty good. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, we, uh, let me just plant another seed here before we go. Let me just say it. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God for good preaching, good teaching, good deliverance. But we, we depend so much on our own skills our own ability, our own knowledge, understanding. And I pray, don't, don't, don't get me wrong, I, I'm not discounting that. We need to learn all we need to learn and, and we need to grow that way too, amen. But, but when G.T. Haywood began to, when he began to sing this song one Sunday morning, 
started out just singing, I see a crimson stream of blood. It flows all the way from Calvary and it's sweeping over me. What a way to start a service. The congregation began to stand and they began to sing with him. Didn't take long, it's a short little little song and didn't get, and they all began to sing it. Folks began to start receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. What are you saying? I, 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 revelation began to come to folks. Well, here's what I'm saying. We didn't depend, they didn't depend on the sermon. Didn't depend on the music department and the choir. Folks just began to think about the blood, amen, that flowed from Calvary. Lives began to change. Doors began to open. Amen. People began to walk through. Revival broke out. Revelation. That's the kind we're talking about right now. Hallelujah. Amen. I got, I got, listen, I'm, I'm planting seed. Let me just go ahead and do this a little bit more. Amen. Elder heard a story about Kenneth Phillips down in our little, little area, not to about 25 miles from where I'm from. Went to a little... Kenneth Phillips was an assistant pastor at the Mangans in Alexandria and, and he was a young evangelist but he had been taught to pray taught to intercede taught to get down and get a hold of the horns of the altar and, and just stay there and stay there and stay there and stay there till heaven opened up hallelujah Evangelist came in, Kenneth Phillips, little country church, ran about 50, 60, 70 people show up. They said when they got there that night, Brother Phillips was on the platform and he was at an altar bench back on the platform and they said, Brother Phillips was praying. He's praying. And so they prayed a while with him and then it got time for church to start and they all got up and he was still praying. And they talked around a little bit while they prayed a while longer. And, and they, you know, they, well, we don't know what to do. The preacher, too, he just kept praying. And after a while, it got time to go home. And, well, we need to, got to work tomorrow. So they all left. Brother Phillips just stayed there, just praying. Somebody came in during the day, and he was praying. That night, church started again, or time for church start. Folks started coming in, and they looked up, and he was still up on an altar, nail on his face, praying. He's talking to God. We need a Holy Ghost breakthrough. We need a revelation of your power and your blood. We don't need church as usual. We don't need another sermon. We don't need, a, we don't need somebody to show off their pulpit skills. We just need a move of the Holy Ghost. We need lives to change. Folks need help. Same thing happened. He's still just praying. They hung around, got done praying. You know, some folks don't take them long. You know, they pray a few minutes like, you know, I'm done. I prayed my five minutes. I'm, you know, folks, we're wondering why our families and our homes and all kind of don't mean to be rude to you. Amen. We have no authority. We have no power. We have no move of the Holy Ghost. Didn't know I was going to say this. We all kind of things going on. Maybe, maybe this is key right here. They finally, after they stayed as long as they could, and, and they finally just left and closed the doors, and he was still praying. On the third night, they got there, and he was still praying. And they said, finally, you know, it got church time, and then after a little while, they said he just kind of pulled himself up. Just pulled himself up. He, you know, his hair really wasn't nice. He needed a shave. 
just kind of pulled himself up. This is a story. This is how it was told to me. Up to the pulpit. Didn't hardly get anything out. Things started breaking loose. Folks started coming to the altar. People started falling out in the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost started moving. Somebody had made a connection with something that's beyond us. Something that's bigger than we are and more powerful than we are. Somebody needs to break through this in travail and intercession and understand that there's power in the blood. Not power in us, not power in the, no, no, no. There's power in the blood. If I could just use this tool or this weapon properly, I believe we can set some folks free that are out there that we pass every day. Amen. Listen, they done tried religion. It doesn't work. They know how weak and anemic that is. Folks are, I'm convinced, folks are looking. They are desperate. They're in need of a touch of the power of God in their lives. And we have it, folks. We have it right here. Somebody needs to release it. We need to let it loose in our homes and in our communities. Amen. In advance, I'm giving God the glory. I'm giving God the honor. Amen. For every healing, every deliverance, every Holy Ghost-filled person. In the name of Jesus. Let's give him thanks right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I see a crimson stream of blood. It's flowing from Calvary. It's sweeping over us today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wanted to shout, but God just didn't let us do it today. Amen. But I'm going to give thanks to him. Amen. And while I'm at it, I'm going to thank you. Amen. For responding to the spirit of the Lord and the word of the Lord. Amen. Anybody besides me expecting something to take place? Expecting. I don't know when, but soon. God's gonna do some things for us. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Don't forget the announcement that was the announcements that were given out. Don't forget what's going on around. Be a part of the church. Connect up with the church. Amen. Don't forget to release the power of the blood. Everybody say it with me. I plead the blood. How about this? When you pass somebody on the side of the road, you don't know what to do with me. Just say, I plead the blood in that house. You ever, you ever just driving down the road? Listen, I'm gonna take this as the spirit leading this. I'm not trying to be weird and way out in left field. But there's times I've passed by a certain house. I don't know who's never been in that house. I don't know anybody in that house. All of a sudden, you just sense that there's a situation. There's maybe a child being abused. I don't know. I'm just, listen, there's stuff going on that we don't know about. It doesn't make the news. Amen. But if we're sensitive in the Holy Ghost, we pass that house and you feel that little feeling in there like, I don't, I don't know what this is. But God doesn't have to reveal everything to us. Amen. But that's, that's when you say, I plead the blood over that house. I release the power of the Holy Ghost. God, you know, an innocent child, an innocent woman, amen, is being abused by some idiot husband. Amen. I plead the blood. You see their heart, God. Listen, let's be, let's be instruments in God's hands. Paul said in the manner which some call heresy, so worship I the God of, hey, you think I'm a nut? He said, you're right. 
He said, you're right. That's how I worship the God of my fathers. Hallelujah. Let's just be who God called us to be, all right? Just not just regular Christians, churchgoers. Amen. Let's be soul winners. How about it? Let's make a difference in our community. Come on, let's clap our hands. God bless you. Amen. Shake hands. Be friendly. I love you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.